Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kimboology. Y'all are looking cute. Y'all are looking fresh, fresh in this crazy new year. Um, let's see. This is episode 18, guys. Are y'all ready? Nung song sao si ha hok jet bat gao sip sip et sip song sip si sip ha sip hok sip jet sip bat. So that is 18 in Thai. Yes, guys, welcome to my ABCs in Thai. This is where I use my podcast to practice my Thai. And you guys learn a little bit of Thai too. So that's how you say 18 in Thai. Sip bat. And then let's see Spanish. Diesi ocho. That is how you say 18 in Spanish. Welcome, guys. It's episode 18. Um, this is a super important episode because I had to call up my my good sis, Becky, who joined us on the episode, I think it's episode three, where it was uh, where me and her did a, like we talked about and we reviewed the show, I May Destroy You. So the episode, if you want to go back to that episode, it's called I may destroy that ass, and it's featuring Becky Campos. Uh, I had to call her up to do an emergency episode with me because this is some bullshit. Caucasians have gone crazy boots. Um, not nah, not all Caucasians. Not nah, some of y'all are all right, you know. Um, but let's just be be very specific. You Trump supporting terrorist ass niggas out here. Y'all the one that are crazy as fuck, and y'all fucking performed a terrorist act that was, you know, insisted and uh, insinuated by the president himself, Mr. President Cheeto. Um, yeah, and it happened. So I really needed to talk about it during this episode. So we weren't even going to do this episode, but now we are. Um, so she's going to be joining us later on in the episode. So she's going to be our guest. Um, but before that, I just kind of wanted to say hi. Um, speaking of high, I'm high boots. Um, I started my new job working with cannabis. It is a litty titty job. I am so blessed. You guys, I get paid to basically learn about cannabis, talk about cannabis, geek out about cannabis. It is litty titty. So I'm learning a bunch and I get, you know, an amazing discount. So I'm smoking all the weed, smoking all the cannabis, trying all the gummies. So I'm going to be high as fuck all the time, even more. Um, doing my podcast. So just letting you guys know that. Um, so fully expect that Kimbo from now on. Um, shout out to all my new listeners out there. Um, I think there are some of you, I'm pretty sure there's some of you. I think I saw some, some of the specs the other day or, or the, you know, the numbers the other day and yeah, shout out to all my international listeners, 37 countries. Y'all are the fucking shit. Let me just tell you that right now. I fucks with y'all fucks with you heavy. So keep Keep on keeping on. And please, please subscribe and pass this podcast along to any of your people, especially if you're in another country, because I love it. I love to see it. So shout out to all my people in Australia, all my people in Europe, all my people in Africa, all my people in Asia, all my people in South America, all my people in Antarctica. Shout out to y'all, the penguins. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, before we, I get on a tangent and just keep talking random shit because we do want to, I want to get into the episode with Becky because it was some juicy stuff that we talked about. And um, so yeah, I don't want to keep you guys too long, but as always, let's get to our weekly segment, which is sexy sustainability. Yeah, and this week, guys, I have a really, really great one. I actually just learned about it today. 
um, because I work in cannabis now. So now I'm going to learn all the fun facts about cannabis and I'm going to be passing it all along to you guys as I learn it. So this one I did learn, which made my heart really happy for sex, for sexy sustainability. Um, so there is a cultivator, uh, one of the cultivators that we actually sell. Um, it's called Arise. Uh, Arise. Cultivators are basically the com- like cannabis companies that create um, and grow cannabis um and arise i literally just learned how to pronounce this fucking uh, pronounce the name of this company like a few days ago because I, I kept calling it looks it looks strange I, I i kept calling it like aries and like arises or some shit it's a it's it's spelled a-e-r-i-z and this is from arise.com so i went to their actual website but we were just chatting me and like my coworkers and stuff about cannabis and um i stressed how i think it's super important to uh, be sustainable and like with cannabis like a lot of people buy cannabis and it's just like they they freaking have so many like empty canisters and um cu- you know just it just accumulates so many empty canisters and a lot of them aren't made of plastic and uh, glass so I just like I was it just kills me so when I learned about this company so basically Arise which is actually like a really great cultivator as well um we're all we're already like we're always out of it apparently um and Basically, this company is also sustainable. So um, basically, on their website, Arise.com, they said that reducing reducing our footprint one container at a time. So they basically say that the planet is more is important to us, which is why environmentally sustainability, which is why being environmentally sustainable is at the core of all of our processes. Not only do we grow um, sustainably, but we also use special recyclable flour contains uh containers uh to further reduce our carbon footprint so they say most plastic containers being used in the cannabis industry take 80 to 100 years to break down crazy right um while their containers actually take they break down in less than seven to ten years um which is still a really long time if you really think about it so i feel like there's you know there's some room that needs to be improved in this in this industry when it comes to sustainability um it still is a very new company um new industry when it comes to Illinois. That's where I live. Um, I'm sure like in California and Colorado, they, they probably have companies that are just like made of fucking like grass. Their containers are made of grass and shit. Like they just fucking, you know, compost, no problem, but we're going to get there guys. We're going to get there, but at least this company is being accountable and then stating it on their website and they're trying, right. Um, they also, um, specify that they are soil free when they cultivate their cannabis and it reduces in lower waste, which is really cool. Um, so that in, in resulting in higher quality too, exactly, um, in higher quality flower. Um, so they actually, the process they grow is without soil. So plants are grown in reusable clay, uh, in reusable clay beads instead of soil and water and nutrients that are recycled in a closed loop system resulting in much lower waste, which is litty titty. So, um, yeah, this company's dope. Honestly, I've, I've heard of them and I, I'm, I wasn't very, you know, I wasn't, I didn't really know much about them. And then once like I talked to my coworkers and things like that, and they told me more about it, the more and more I love this company. And so I wanted to just kind of like, let y'all know if you guys are cannabis, um, users out there and you guys already use Arise, a, again, it's spelled A-E-R-I-Z, and I will put this in the show notes. Um, shout out to them. Um, definitely keep buying from them, patronize them, you know, support them. And plus, you know, knowing that they um, that their containers do 
you know, they are trying to specify that they're making compostable containers, which is super important. Um, so yeah, that made me really happy. So I'm also going to support them as well going forward. So very, very cool. Um, thought I'd share that with you guys for this week's sexy sustainability. Um, yeah. So we're just going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we take a quick break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Becky and we're going to talk about all this trifling shit that happened in the Capitol. We'll be right back. And we we will be right back after after these detailed messages. What's up, guys? Kim's here with the okay. Well, wait a minute. Community influencer. (laughs) And we're back. That was Becky introducing herself on the podcast. Bectacular is what I call her. Travel Beck, aka Travel Beck, aka Bectacular. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my God, Beck, do your AKAs real quick. Um. Well, I'm them? Beck, aka the number one natural hair community influencer. Oh my God. <laughs> Somebody, AKA come get your girl. Beth Chat. <laughs> Who be whipping up in the kitchen? Yes. And, AKA Baxter Lexter. Love it. Love yeah, it. That's me. Yes. Oh my God. It's 2021, <laughs> right? We got to like fucking come up with new AKAs. Like my AKAs, I have to like start a whole new chapter of AKAs possibly. Right. Maybe not. I kind of like my AKAs though. I think I'm going to stick with them. AKA, this is Kimbo, AKA the Blasian Sensation, AKA the Traveling Chafing Queen, <laughs> AKA Kimbolina, AKA Daughter of Pudgeonot, AKA Slayer of Poles, AKA yes. Mother of Georgie, AKA yes. Fry, AKA <laughs> Captain Planet. She's a hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. AKA yes. the Control, <laughs> AKA the Hustling AKA. Hussy. AKA twerking on your daddy's couch. (laughs) AKA, yes, my middle name is spelled wrong. And AKA Kimbo of all trades. Yes! Becky, I I gotta, what what was the other one I gave you? Oh yeah, the the curl colonizer, AKA. (laughs) Because this bitch swears that she has curls. Listen, I washed my hair like, hair last night and I haven't styled it. Don't make me take this hair tie down, okay? Girl, show so us those waves. <laughs> show us those waves. Ain't no curl there. Those soft waves, those soft beach waves. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Now How that's this trip? What was that? How was your trip? It was Puerto sickening. Rico. This this shirt's from Puerto Rico. Do you guys oh, see it? Cute. If you guys are watching the visuals on YouTube, I am wearing my new Puerto Rican shirt. I got a matching one for Kyla, my little nieces. Oh, that's cute. I have a, the same one in a little miniature size I want to give her. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen her since I got back. And I wore this sickening lip color for you, Beck. Thanks. It was a Christmas gift from Sakunita, my sister. What brand so, yeah. is it? Fuck. Um, it is... It's, um, what you call it? Um, Kat Von D. Oh, okay. Do you not, do you not stand for her? No, she's like hella racist. Is she really? Yeah, you didn't know. She's. Bitch, I'm not like a beauty blogger like you. You need and to put me on. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know Jeffree Star is like super problematic. He's yes, yeah, I heard about him or her or they like, or whatever her pronouns are. She called him out on some like stupid shit a couple years back. If you Google it, you could probably find it. Basically, yeah. Allegedly, he didn't pay one of her photographer friends or a graphic design person that she knew 
uh-huh. for work that this person did for Jeffree Star's brand. And it was just like, the whole thing was just real. Like, I don't know. She never even texted him. Like, and Jeffree Star had the receipts, you know? Like, Oh, really? Him. Yeah. He's like, I did pay him. He was like expressed disappointment that she had never reached out to him like privately before she went public with this big old thing. I I think personally she did it to bring attention to her own brand and just like look at mm, me kind of the cloud publicity on her well, what's own the racism account. there? I don't get it. Isn't she she's Hispanic? Well, is she Latino or Latina? She's Hispanic, but she was dating like um a skinhead. Or, and oh, she, I think they. Well, that's right pictures. on brand for her, I'm sure. <laughs> right, and I think they found pictures of her in like Nazi gear or something like that. Girl, yeah. Nowadays, it's yes. like nowadays you have to like literally before you mention them, you have to like Google them to like make sure because it's like they'll get canceled in a heartbeat, bitch. Like I can't even keep up. With yeah. the amount of cancellations, which we will get into that later. By the way, right, guys, right. so this is Bectacular. This is Becky Campos. She was on the podcast before. She was actually on like the second or third episode. So congratulations, Beck, to being back on the show. Yes. So happy to have her back. This is honestly, I had to do an emergency episode with her because <laughs> the world is crumbling underneath us. And I only go, I go to Beck. Like Becky's like one of my wokest friends. Um, she is hundred percent Mexican, but she is like the most woke one. Like she speaks for like all people of like, you know, people of color and like, like I, I can trust her when it comes to having these conversations about race and racism and things like that, because I know that she's not like ignorant at all. She does her work. She researches. And can I just say like, it just, I hate that. I like not hate it, but like, why can't this just be normal? You know what I mean? Girl. Like, why can't we all just be informed? Like, I don't want to be put up on a pedestal because of I know things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because everyone can not, do it. Anyone can do it, right? Exactly. It's the not that hard. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's really I, not that hard. I feel you. I feel you. I think that... Um, you know, I don't know other people's... I don't know what their other people's excuses are. You know what I mean? Um, but when it comes to, like, just our journey as friends and being friends for, like, 10 plus years now and uh from jump when I met you you always were cognizant of what the fuck's going on from jump you know what I mean whereas I can't really speak for like all my friends not even in our friend group but just in general all my friends you know what I mean like and my family like I had I can't necessarily say that for everybody but for you I was like Becky's always always been real tea she always gives me the real tea she always comes hard with the facts so I'm really excited to have you on because Let's get into the shit. Wait, first of all, though, I did want, I already like, so now I usually don't do sexy um, recycling of the news with my guests anymore, but I did want to talk to you about this because I just can't help it. Bitch, what's up with your girl, the Kardashian? She's finally breaking up with, uh, they're finally getting a divorce, Kanye and Kim, right? Allegedly, they're getting a divorce. <laughs> Cue the noise. Cue the horns, Rick Dog. And this is like Becky's like queen, queendom. She stands, she's a stand wow. <laughs> She loves the Kardashian. She loves Kim I'm Kardashian. Also, no, I'm also a Kanye stan uh, down musically. I, I can't, listen, I can't say anything about him outside of his music, but I think musically he's a genius. You know, he's extremely innovative. 
I think one thing that has always kind of inspired me about him is how he's able to reinvent himself as a musical artist, like time and time again. But yes, it is very sad that they're breaking up. <laughs> this bitch was like, I really thought they were going to last like 20 years. I was like, who? Who? First of all, like Kanye's been slowly lo- losing his mind. Well, I mean, on some real right. shit, he actually is diagnosed with like bipolar. He's bipolar, right? So like, right. I don't want to make fun of him for, ha- you know, for his mental illness or anything like that, you know, because that's not funny, right? Mm-hmm. But the guy's been wilding for a while. And like, like at first I was like completely sympathetic and I was like, oh shit, I don't know how the fuck Kanye's going to take Kim's bullshit. Like, I don't know how the fuck he going to handle all these cameras, all the appropriation of culture. I can't. And then now I've like almost like did a like what? In 180 or 360 or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And like, now I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how the fuck Kim's handling Kanye's ass. Like that. Blah, blah, right. Blah. So, oh, this is why I want to talk to you. Cause I like found some articles and I wanted to talk to you about it. About so, like, what? Pulled up. About that? Yeah. That's why I was, uh-huh. like, I, mean, I was like, I'm going to talk. I want to talk to Becky about this. So let me just have her. Okay. With the receipts today i got receipts though okay receipts (laughs) no this is this is just like yahoonews.com or whatever like uh but it's like the celebrity tea you know what i mean so like uh i just saw some reports that said like oh this is according to cosmopolitan apparently um kanye west is reporting jealous of the time kim kardashian has dedicated to prison reform and the kids then another then another article states kim kardashian reportedly saw Kanye West's presidential campaign as a final straw for their marriage. <laughs> and also Kim Kardashian and Kanye West allegedly had made, haven't made much headway when it comes to their marriage counseling. And on another tea that I've been listening to, like from my podcast, did you hear the alleged um, affair that he had with Jeffree Star? Yeah. But you know what? I, so do you know who Taylor Lorenz is? The, wait, wait, not Lord, not the other bitch. The you sh- she's so she's like a freelance writer for like New York Magazine and other different like publications. But mm-hmm. her expertise is like internet culture. Okay. Um. So she reports on things that are happening like online. So she kind of dug into that whole drama, and allegedly the rumor was started by this like TikTok troll. I did who, see that. Yes. I guess, who, I guess, who started the licking of the. Yeah, toilets or some shit. Yeah, bitch. they were like the person that like licked the toilet seat on the airplane. As right, like the COVID challenge. Oh my god! So I don't really know um, if there's any truth behind that, but yeah. apparently he Jeffrey Star's Wyoming mansion is like literally in the same area that Kanye's. Yeah, as, yeah, and. The, he's, he lives in Calabasas, you know, not too ah, far. From. So maybe he followed. And then he's, this isn't the first time he's kind of been intertwined in like Kardashian drama. Do you remember when Jordan slept with Tristan? Parent, allegedly. Allegedly. Right, right. Jeffree Star, do you remember? I don't remember. He called her out on Twitter after she went on Red Table Talk. No. And was like, basically called her like this trifling ass hoe, like, we like he's like everyone in Calabasas knows you've been hooking up with Tristan. Ooh. We're not lying. Ooh. And like, didn't he? I think he added Jordan, but I don't think he added the rest of the family when uh-huh. he like kind of went off on that tirade. But 
he's definitely been intertwined with them and like in, in his YouTube videos, like in his vlogs in the past, yeah. he's definitely been like, Oh, there goes Chloe, like when people are driving by when he's like out and about. Okay. So I mean, I think maybe someone saw something and you know, saw they were friends, but Jeffree Stars, I mean, he's definitely a very like sexually promiscu- promiscuous person. You know, they're, I don't know if you, I don't I've been know this back. <laughs> well, I've been following Jeffree Star since MySpace days. Like I oh, was, really? I was a stan of his on like MySpace, you know, and obviously I don't feature him anymore. Like, yeah, I'm just totally over him. I've, so glad I never bought anything from his makeup line. Just, I'm glad to ha- kind of have him go away. But yeah, back in the day, he was a recording artist signed under Akon's label. How Shut did you not know this? Yeah, I've been looking for her like that. Especially <laughs> when I heard she was racist or some bullshit. Nah. I just feel like, I, I don't know, I guess for me like early internet you're a beauty blogger, blogger bitch i don't be doing the beauty <laughs> stuff i don't know that no, but this was before he was into all that oh, um okay. but there were this might have been your that, perez hilton days i don't know yeah and you know what perez hilton was a jeffree star stan so that's okay. kind of how that was like all intertwined but allegedly back then there were rumors that like him and akon were a thing and that's how he was able to get signed oh jeffree star like the black jeffree- Jeffree Star lived in Atlanta for some time. Oh, bitch. Well, there you go. Live yeah, for the Black Hawk. That man bingo life, bitch. Atlanta it's is just a, like, a of black men that are gay. Come on. Right. And don't even get me started on, like, that whole, like, oh, all black men are hung. Like, I'm over that. Mandingo. Narrative. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Becky doesn't see, she doesn't see it for the big, the BBC. I just feel like it's, black it's problematic. You know what I mean? To generalize the whole gender of black men and be like, oh, there's, there's these sexual demons, but. And it's because you've seen many a cocker in your day and there's been some, <laughs> some small black penis that you've been, you know, accounted with. So that's why, see, she's got receipts, guys. I'm not, she, I'm not she speaks names. from experience. <laughs> like, he's like, uh, don't let me call out some names for some small dick niggas. Come on. I just feel like it's all about sexual chemistry at the end of the day. And it's all about consensual sex, feeling empowered in your sexuality, having your partner feel empowered of their sexuality. Like, stop putting labels on it. Like, oh, because I mean, you know, you're Asian. How often are Asian women fetishized, you know? In for sure, for sure. Sexual realm and feel like, I feel like, too. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, as bitch, there's a whole. Bitch, put in Latina on fucking Pornhub. And oh, yeah. Millions, Look at that Latina, that little Tina pussy or like that, or the big black, <laughs> you know, big black ass or like whatever. All these like... Ebony's. Ebony porn, yeah. <laughs> big black ebony girl sucks white cock, some <laughs> bullshit like that. I'm like, really? Scroll through. Let me find the right video because these all suck. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Completely agree. I feel like... um girl we just started work, work. we just like totally like tangent into like yeah. a <laughs> conversation but anyways back to kim and kanye back to-, <laughs> <laughs> back to these trifling ass motherfuckers no i mean honestly like I, and you know what I'll, I'll give it to her because it does seem like she's trying i don't know her like that i don't know this bitch like that like i said i don't be standing for the kardashians like to me i don't support them hoes in any way i don't buy no skims like becky here but but i mean i do appreciate that she is seems like she is trying to be serious about being a lawyer and you know getting people out of prison that are wrong that are wrongly put there in that sense so i appreciate that 
Um, but again, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't know their business like that, but it just, it does seem like Kanye has been problematic these past few years, you know, and it's been a lot, you know, especially when I would hear those, like she would, she would say, um, that he would like, just like criticize everything she would wear to like all these big events and things like that. And she'd be like, yeah, I can't wear that. Kanye doesn't like that. Or Kanye said I had to change my dress or, da, 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 da. or like Kanye said that it was too sexual, but yet that's how in fact she got her fame is from being a sexualized image. So it's like, I don't know. The hypocrisy was, I'm sure she was just I like, think it's just a testament to how people change in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in some relationships, you know, obviously love never finds you how it never leaves you how it found you is what I meant right. to say. But I think that sometimes growth, it doesn't always happen together. And True. this is True. kind of like, this is what happens. Yeah. Although it's, it's sad to me because I think, I feel like them together, they make such a good team, you know, like they, he helps her with her, you know, her designs and her products. And, you know, I think he, he definitely woke her up to, to the fashion. Injustice. No, not to fashion. I mean, I think so. Like Bitch, the, did you see racial, what she wore? The racial injustice that happens in this. Oh, well, yeah. The, I think she right. would have never woken up to that without him, you know? True, true. And I think, I mean, how has Kim helped him? I don't know. Because he's kind of like his own person. He, yeah, I mean, and it's, I, I mean, she, he gave, Maybe. she gave him beautiful so babies. Families. Yeah. Right. She gave him beautiful babies. And, you know, you cannot deny that it, they do seem like they are, you know, they love and love their family and their kids dearly. You know what I'm saying? In that sense, they're right. adorable. All those damn kids are so fucking cute. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, but the thing is, I did see, I did see in articles that like, yeah, they kind of have been living separate lives for some time. Like, cause he's been staying a lot. He's been spending a lot of time in Wyoming and she's been obviously in Calabasas or whatever with her family. But then I guess I did see that they didn't even spend the holidays together. Yeah. So then like, yeah, so she was, she was in LA, she was in Calabasas with her family. And then Kanye was in Wyoming with Jeffree Star, allegedly. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, no, I mean, on some serious note, I mean, yeah, I, apparently there was articles like he can't stand the Kardashians or he can't stand the show no more. (laughs) And remember when we clocked it, bitch, remember when we clocked it and when they, when she, uh, when Chris was like, we're done with the E, we're done with E. Yeah. Bitch, she she is chasing the bag. I'm telling you, if I can afford to hire Kris Jenner, I would in a heartbeat, bitch. Cause you know what? She secures that bag, and I'm not okay. mad at it. I'm not mad at it. You know, what I mean? rest in peace to cable television. It's done. Oh, it's done. It's fucking it's done. Rest in peace. Yeah, mm-hmm. like literally, if people still have cable, I'm just like, for why? Like for why? You know, like you could literally just. I mean, there are like literally, like if you want, bitch. I'm so pressed because like The Office just left just left netflix so now i gotta get my ass peacock to get the office then you gotta get shluhu to get one thing then you gotta get hbo max to get another thing then you gotta go to fucking disney plus to get another bitch at the end of the day you're paying like over a hundred dollars for all these subscriptions right but it's at your demand like you could just go on there whenever you want which is lit because no one watches live tv no more i don't know who does so yeah all right. Well, that's enough of that. I did want to talk to you a little bit about recycling in the news because I really want to get to the tea. I want to get to the meat and potatoes. Let's get into it. Let's fucking get into this bitch because the reason why Becky's on the show today and the reason we're doing this emergency podcast episode is because 
literally the caucasity is at a whole nother level, y'all. Whole nother level. These white Trump supporting terrorists fucking invaded into the Capitol. Uh, what was it? Two days ago now? I think we're, we're, where are we at right now? It was on Wednesday. It's Friday night. It's fr- okay. Yes, so oh, yes. what started as like what's supposed to be this massive protest against the election results and the Senate certifying um, Joe Biden's electoral college votes turned into this massive just mess. But I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I know. I, mean, I was so, like, I tr- I'm like looking know. at my outline, Becky. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Where the <laughs> fuck do we spoke? Because literally me and Becky were like texting each other and we're like, this is some fucking bull. First of all, we were like really, first of all, we started conversating on the fact that like we were super excited about Georgia. I'm very proud of Georgia, right? Because yes. Georgia now is blue. I woke Senate. up feeling so good on Wednesday. I was just like, man, we fucking did it. Right. I, mean, I didn't know. I don't know anyone in Georgia that. I, like, I know a couple like, people, a couple listeners. So, shout out to y'all. Shout out to the listeners that are out Atlanta. I do know a few. Fucking happen. And she, uh, yep, yeah, my homegirl, she messaged me or she posted on her Instagram, like, going to the polls, going to vote. And I'm like, yes, bitch. Yes. So Stacey Abrams mm. is. She's an American icon, you know. She's yeah. gonna go down in history for this. I mean, let's let's start by saying the power of Black and Brown people coming together. Native American people, Asian people, yes. Jewish people, everyone that's disenfranchised. Like, look what happens. I mean, yes, we won by the hair on our ass. There's no denying that. Half the country fucking hates us. Oh yeah, because um, it's a huge percentage. Yeah, <laughs> true. But, you know, I, I really think, um, and I still feel it in my heart. I still feel hopeful about everything that's going on. But to me, I don't know how you felt on Wednesday. I was disturbed, but I wasn't shocked. I I remember the night that Trump got elected, I could not peel myself away from the TV. I was just like watching the news, like watching the votes come in. And at 2 a.m. when they called it, I mean, I was like, girl, when I tell you I was hysterical, I like really? cried. I was like heaving, you know, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I, I finally went to sleep. I like cried myself to sleep. And when I woke up the next day, my mom, who's a baby boomer, you know, my parents are very informed. They're very progressive for who they are, but I think they definitely, and especially being with them now in quarantine, Mm-hmm. You know, and and obviously I've had no social life, you know, and seeing them and how they absorb the news. Um, I don't think they realize how left-leaning the information they get is. Yeah. And so when I woke up the next day, you know, she was up already. And obviously it was like puffy and distressed. And I, I mean, I woke up look like, looking like I probably saw a ghost. And she was like, what's wrong? Like, and I was like, I cried myself to sleep. Like, aren't you upset? And she's like, no. She's like, Becky. How was yes, girl. Yes. She was like, it's really not that serious. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and I was oh, like, honey. And that it just, from there, I was just like, I couldn't, I, I mean, I couldn't believe my mom said that. Yeah. Um, now it makes sense. Uh, I remember specifically conversations that I had with members of my own family 
who again thought I was out of my mind for being so upset about the election results. But look what it, the four years, what happened on Wednesday was a culmination of the last four years. Mm-hmm. You know, literally the morning after the morning after Georgia flipped blue, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone just went ape shit, you yeah. know, everyone that's on the other side of this thing went right. totally ape shit. And I think that we're only at the beginning of the work that we have to do as a collective in this country, because we cannot deny that racial tensions aren't real anymore. We cannot deny that white people are threatened by black and brown communities coming together anymore, that their white privilege has been threatened. Um, by us, you know, by it. And again, by the hair on our asses, this was not an easily won victory. There was so, girl, you know how much money I donated to these fucking political (laughs) campaigns? He's like, I'm broke. I gave all my money to (laughs) donate to these motherfuckers. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, you know, I just think that we have a long way to go. And I want to say to anyone that's listening to this right now, roll up your fucking sleeves and get to fucking work because this is only the beginning. The, what we saw on Wednesday was just a taste of what's to come, you know, in my opinion. A hundred percent, a hundred percent agree with you. And it's like, to me, I agree with you. It's in a sense, like people are so shocked that this happened. Girl, like, for me, I was shocked it didn't happen the day, you know, when the actual election went through and Trump lost. Um, maybe because he kept, like, hope alive for them by saying, like, oh, it was a, it was a like, they're missing ballots. And, like, th- like that's why, like, they didn't do anything because they really did think that they could possibly swing things. They really could think that Girl, they, like, they thought they thought they really like they thought. really thought because they were holding on to that hope because that nigga would tweet every day talking about. You know, we got this election, you know, ripped from us. It was stolen. The ballots are there. Find the missing ballots or some bullshit. I'm like, motherfucker, you lost. Like, fucking deal with it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So it shocked me that that didn't happen sooner. But it, in a sense, what you were saying about how there is no denying it now going forward, absolutely not. Let's count the receipts. Let's count the actual videotapes of policemen letting these terrorist Trump supporters into the Capitol, right? There's receipts, there's video, yeah? Let's see the receipts of the photos of when the Black Lives Matter protesters actually went to, you know, and did the same thing. So so not the same thing, obviously. They didn't actually go through and crash through the Capitol and break windows and things like that. Um, But no, the National Guard was there, right? There was a photo of the National Guard fucking protecting the Capitol, like the Black Lives Matter protesters were gonna fucking, you know, destroy the Capitol. Right. Where were they? Where were they, you know, when this whole Trump supporting terrorist attack happened? Oh, it's because they were on the other side. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like I've been seeing these memes, Becky, and I just can't like um, it's like these memes saying like, why y'all surprised that the National Guard didn't come up? It's like um, you never asked where the fuck Miley Cyrus is when Hannah Montana's on stage. And I was like, I'm I dead. I can't. Cause it's so true. It's yeah. such a fucking Cardi B. Po- uh, she fucking uh, tweeted. She was like, where's the national guard at? And I tweeted at her. I'm like, girl, sis, they, they, they crash in the Capitol right now. That's where they at. That's exactly where they're at, you know? Yeah. And so 
Yeah, it's a hundred. Like you can't deny it. I did see earlier today that um, President-elect Joe Biden actually went and he like made a statement and he was saying he was like, we cannot deny the fact that if this was black and brown people, there would be multiple cases of death, arrests, you know, what I mean, all sorts of chaos would ensue. It's because these were white people and it's because, you know, this country doesn't support black and brown and marginalized people. Let's just be real. You can't deny it anymore, Trump terrorists out there. And yeah, Becky, I'm here to spill all the tea. I even, I'm here to uh, call out the Chicagoans that actually flew out to DC. Um, the ones from, we're from Chicago. So if you guys are my international listeners, me and Becky are from Chicago. We're in Chicago right now. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Chicagoan, you might have seen some repostings of companies and businesses that were called out because they were saw they were seen at the actual Trump terrorist uh, coup in DC. Should we go on and count and call them out, Becky? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, there was that one real estate agent who's with at Properties. I don't know if you heard about that. Wait, which one was that? I forgot her name. Um, there was an, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, there was a real estate agent. App Properties already fired her. Um, then there the was up. the duo behind Tank Noodle, which yes. we'll get into that later. Yeah, that's got a lot of depth to it. We're going to talk more about that. And then Tank, So was, Tank Noodle, guys, is a very popular uh, Vietnamese restaurant that does pho. Pho, sorry, yeah, that's right, pho, uh-huh. but it's in, like, if you're in, if you're familiar with Chicago, it's, like, um, in, like, a smaller Chinatown type of area, but it's super popular with, like, Caucasians and white people, so that's why I never really steered, I never really, you know, trusted <laughs> it. No, dead ass. Like, like, places where Asians eat? Yeah, and there was always white people when I saw it. When, whenever I would drive past oh, their bitch, it was full of the Caucasian. So I was like, I'm Damn. straight on that. Like, no thanks. You know, like, no it's, no, it's true with Asians and Mexicans. If they're all up in that hoe. Oh yeah. It's legit. Oh yeah. It's, Sunwa, it's Sunwa, they'd be mad Asian. So I'm my girl. I'm, I'm, my ass was in Sunwa. We went to my mom's birthday last year. It was so good. Oh my God. Sunwa, Sunwa, shout out to Sunwa. It's like this, like, like amazing. It's a pecking like, duck. Yeah. They no, have the best duck. It's barbecue so duck. Yeah, it's a pecking, yeah. you said it right, pecking duck. Yeah, we used to like, or we used to get our duck there all the time. Um, it just depends on like what, where we're in the area because we know where the best duck places are. But yeah, Sun Wow is the shit. Um, and Allison ate that day and she's a hella picky eater. That's right, she, she is. Your niece is like- Chowing down, my Because it's delicious. You can't deny the, delici- the deliciousness. Um, yeah, so the fuck them and take noodle. Um, also, <laughs> the owners of Insight Studios, which yes. is like a tattoo place. They do piercings as well. Um, I actually know people that have gone there, tattooed their piercings there. I guess the owner's name is, his name is Bob something. He's the owner. He was seen at the actual um, DC coup terrorist act. Um, so sh- yeah, so cancel them. Um, there's also like, there was also this one. So one, um, my, this one mixologist that I'm friends with uh, and follow on Instagram, uh, shout out to Mr. Mixologist. He posted and said barproducts.com. I guess if you're in the like uh, bar or mixology uh, bar scene, uh, bartender scene, you might get your products from barproducts.com. But he claims that, or that it was seen that the owner of that 
of the company barproducts.com was also seen at DC. So he was stating that if you are, you know, if you're a bartender, if you buy your products from barproducts.com yeah. to no longer patronize them because you are supporting terrorists. So um, it's wild at how many, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I follow Bloomberg shared photos. So did BBC and um, the AP about with like the actual crowds that were there. Yeah. Um, and I think other more like left-leaning news stations kind of downplayed it. Just kind of, I'm sure as a fuck you to Trump, right? Like uh-huh. MSNBC yeah. and CNN. But there were like, I don't know how many people were there exactly, but there were a fuck ton of people there, Kim. Like there was a lot. Yeah. There was a lot. There's a lot of people. And And they're flying in from different parts of the world to like or the states or whatever have you. It's scary. Yeah. There were a lot of people there. Like Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think what's disturbing about people from Chicago being there is I mean Again, I think it comes, I mean, not speaking for like Tank Noodles owners, because that's a whole different conversation we'll get into. But, you know, the, like, what, like how? I'm really trying to wrap my head around how can you live in a world-class city and, I don't know, just not, just not know better. You know what I mean? And and I I don't know. It's just, for me, I think, I'll say this about the pro about the protests too and the coup especially going back like kind of bouncing back to like how they were treated versus like how black lives matters protesters were treated yeah i think that and this might be a controversial thing to say but i think that protesting in that way is no longer serving black and brown people and like other marginalized communities i think we really need to get serious about how we're going to counter protest without putting, because what happens, obviously we saw it all 2020. What happens when people put their, put themselves out there and protest that are unpopular opinion, you know, like black lives matter protests. I think what I, and what I'm seeing is it's almost like a trap to arrest people. Um, it's almost like a, like I think about my brother's old roommate is, um, I don't want to say his name because he's kind of, you don't have to, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's been through the ringer. He got arrested during the inauguration in 2016 oh, and wow. he was federally prosecuted, mm-hmm. um, for his behavior and they threw him through the ringer. I can't even imagine what people who are being better, federally prosecuted right now for, protesting over the summer what they're going through just judging about the way the the anxiety attacks that he's had you know he had such spirit um and he's still very you know um he's still reporting and still writing and he's still talking about things but I feel like there's a level of like where he's a little bit subdued now Mm -hmm. you know and I and what I'm trying to say is things like this happen to people of color in situations like this to keep us from say, going out and doing and, and advocating for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? So I really think that we really need to rethink how we're going about trying to get change, you know, real change happen for us, you know? And I just don't think that protests are, 
it's just, it's too disorganized. Um, I think, you know, I think about what could happen with the looters, you know, obviously those were not Black Lives Matter protesters, you know, and they went, they, and I, okay, let me, let me kind of go back. So what kind of sparked this train of thought there yesterday, last night on um, Instagram, someone that I follow shared a story by a guy who's a photographer who was at the protest on Wednesday, um, just just there to take pictures. He wasn't, you know, there to before or against anything. Um, and he really did this dynamic job in sharing what he saw that day and just putting it out there like what happened. He was on the front line pretty much the whole time. And there were people who got to the Capitol building first and were like, come on, let's go in, fuck this shit. They, and you can, I'll, I, I'll, the, I'll, I'll link it at the end if you want to share it. So maybe the listeners can go and see it for themselves. Mm-hmm. But basically there was a lot of infighting within the protests about some people were not down with, you know, getting aggressive with police officers not everyone wanted to climb inside. There were people chant like being like, "You're a fucking pussy. You don't want to come inside. Like, we're gonna go in here." Um, but then there were also crazy. Like, there were people from militia there, and there were people mm-hmm. who had bombs, you know. And I think that um, what it comes down to is like emotion and adrenaline, and that's what we saw that day on Wednesday. Um, so. I just feel like we just have to get better organized if we're going to create real fundamental change in this country. For me, maybe it starts with, again, going back to like knowing who, who are you buying your services from and you're good yeah. from? Who yeah. are you supporting? Yeah. Are you, uh, are you supporting, you know, the right people who wh- like, you have to question these things. And I know that it's exhausting. And I, and I, I know, especially too, with like, brown like hispanic communities you know we don't have oh we've got someone who's uh, a lawyer like you know we've got per- this person who's, who does this you know like I, I think it's we definitely have a long way to go in, yeah at least in the, the hispanic community before we can be like wow we have like a whole block of just and and we do right but it's just like baptism dresses right right dresses. right, right. Yeah. The taqueria, which I'm not mad about. I love tacos. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's just like, I'm talking about like a real, like, we got this doctor over here. We have this yeah. person that does this. Like, that's just something we really lack on, you know? I and agree. I think what it comes down to, too, is like just planting the seed for future generations. Yeah. Laying down the, the foundation for people to go to school, to become mm-hmm. innovators, to become better thinkers. Um, to have a better worldview on things, you know, like it really starts with it with from within and it really starts with us because obviously this coup got them nowhere. There, there are hella people getting arrested. Trump just got fucking banned from Twitter. I don't know if you I know saw. that. Yeah. Um, banned from Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. He's banned from like basically all of social media. With the Black Lives Matter protests, I mean, we, what did we accomplish other than getting fucking thousands of people arrested? You know what I mean? Like, what did, I mean, yes, we, there, again, I know this is controversial for me to say, but again, it's like, 
what are we doing and why are we doing it? It's all I'm saying, like, we need to start asking ourselves, mm. you know, before we go into things. I can, I, I, I can agree with some things you said, and I can disagree with some things you said in that sense. Cause I do think that, I think that the protests did make a change. And I've actually, because I'm a black person, I've seen it in my own social settings, like with oh, you absolutely. guys and with my family members that I literally couldn't even talk to certain, certain people in my life about these topics. Mm-hmm. But then when George Floyd, you know, when that, when that happened and the protests became on a global they were global. I mean, people in France right. and in London and like all over the world are protesting. I think that's huge, Beck. You know, mind you, do I do I agree? Do I think that we need to be better organized? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's something that we do need to work on. Um, when I when it comes to looting and when it comes to fucking shit up, bitch, I'm all for it. Fuck these companies. Fuck some shit up. I don't care because you know what? I think these big corporate companies, they have fucking insurance. They can fucking claim all that shit. You know what I'm saying? If we need to make a stand, I get it. But one thing that we didn't do with the Black Lives, uh, Black Lives Matter protest is we didn't fucking crash the Capitol, bitch. We didn't actually perform a terrorist act. We didn't. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like they did. They're like, not the same. They're definitely not we the are same. not the same. We're not cut from the same cloth. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Like, uh-huh. can you imagine if we did, like, you know what I'm saying? Anything that we did, there was that, hu- oh, fuck, I can't remember exactly who, this was, oh, it was a, when I watched on Deezus Samero on Showtime, there was a, a basketball guy, um, player. And I'm sorry that I don't remember his name. This is just off the dome, guys. So he, he was arrested a bunch of times because they were doing protests on somebody's lawn. They were like outside his house, but they were literally doing a peaceful protest on his lawn. It was like a senator or something, like a governor or something mm-hmm. like that for the city. Because, oh, and they were trying to get, this had to do with uh, Brianna Taylor. It was oh, Brianna Taylor's murder, and they were trying to get um, the the local af- authorities to acknowledge and to arrest the officers that um, that killed and murdered Brianna Taylor. And they, okay. you know, obviously to this day, it still hasn't even fucking, you know, they haven't, right. even, you know, it's still not a thing, you know, like they still didn't do shit. But they sat on his lawn every day and in, just sat on his lawn. They didn't do. They had no weapons, nothing, and that's what they did. And so, like, I feel like all of that. I understand where you're coming from when you're like, what did it come? What did it do? But I don't, I feel like the bigger picture was unity. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it all stemmed and it all kind of woven together in a puzzle piece to get us to the point where I think that things that will do a difference, like which I was super proud of was Georgia, was that it got people, black and brown and marginalized groups to actually sit down and be like, wow, voting is super important. This is important. We do need to go vote because our, votes matter our voice matters and so it actually got georgia what has been red for like i forgot what how many years like 10 years or something like that it's, it hasn't been forever in like think, a decade or i don't know it's i forgot i don't know the like the exact maybe it was blue in the clinton years i can kind of see that but yeah but it's been a long time like it's been uh-huh. it's been you know predominantly red for many years now right and so what i think it really scares white people and people are in the in, that are racist and that in the, that are in the white supremacy standpoint the trump supporters the trump terror the terrorists that you know um the people that are really scared of that because that's what they're scared of. they were like let's let these blacks and these browns and these asians or whatever let's let them care about material shit like you know cars and shoes and you know because you know you know we you know we love a good you know sneaker 
We love a good sneaker. <laughs> we love a good purse. We love a good, nice car. You, you know what I'm saying? Girl, we love our things. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's like you can't take any of that shit with you. So who the fuck cares? You know, put that Birkin bag down. Who gives a fuck about that shit? Put that fucking Yeezy down. You know what I I'm mean, saying? I will say, I will say this. I feel like I definitely understand the anger about what happened, but I guess living in South Chicago and seeing small businesses get destroyed mm. was really hard for me to see because those insurance policies didn't cover rioting and looting. And, you know, for I sure. think it's different when it happens to Target and Walmart and Best Buy. Fuck that. Go off, right? <laughs> Go <laughs> off. Who the fuck out of them? Who right. cares, right? right. Like, right. But I guess for me, just, and I guess it was just such a hard thing to see, you know, especially like when the currency exchanges got looted, um, there were so many people, the banks were closed. And when all that happened, when they happened the first time around, it was right around like the first and the third. And so, so many people were trying, they couldn't cash their social security checks. Mm -hmm. They couldn't go get money orders to pay their rent. It was very distressing to see. Um, And again, I know I know that whoever did that to my community, I know they weren't from my community. I don't know that for a fact, but I just, I just know that people in my own community are better than that, you know, and maybe this is naive of me to say, but I guess that's why for me, it's just a harder thing to look at, like on the scope of like a small business, you know, Mm -hmm. especially because I work for a small business, you know, we had a board up too. And I was, I was like, what if we get looted and I can, I can't go back to work. Um, but I definitely feel like I understand both sides of that spectrum, you know? And I think, again, it comes, what it, what that came down to was a fundamental lack of organization Mm -hmm. within whatever, what, what we're trying to fight for, you know, and we just need to get on fucking point already. And we need to stop losing sight of what's actually important, you know, like, Again, like I get it to your point. We, we love our things. Black and brown people, especially, you know, we have, we haven't had things, you know, like. True. We couldn't afford I, I these mean, nice things, right? My, we don't have my, money my for grandmother, it. who's, you know, she was telling me she didn't even own a pair of tweezers growing up because that was like considered a luxury to do. Girl, your, your grandma? You know, yeah, girl. Like, Ooh, she <laughs> lived her life hairy. And living I, mean, she, I don't know how she did that it. That unibrow was, you know, sickening. But that was just like, you know, that I just feel like this is our generation's time to be like, we want luxury. We want things. And listen, I think I'm a tourist. Lost, <laughs> I love luxury. I love nice shit. Yeah. I get you, bitch. I get you. Mm-hmm. I get you. I'm a tourist. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking what's one of our qualities is we love fucking, you know, comfortable. Luxury. We love nice things. You know what I'm saying? But even I had a, sh- you know, shut because like girl went to f- school for fashion design, but then I found right. out how materialistic and just superficial and just just exhausting the industry is. So I left it. I was like, you know, I don't need to be a part of this shit, you know, but like, I, I think it, normal, I think it's not about, I, I definitely feel like normalized luxury, normalize having nice things. But I think instead of saying luxury, why don't we change the word to like quality? Like I love quality. I love things. quality. Me too. Me too. You know, like that's a better Traveling way. Traveling chafing queen here. I hate when my, my, <laughs> when my, my pants, 
my thighs be rubbing together. I get that whole, you know, my lady, shout out to my ladies with the thighs. And men okay. too, you know, you never know. They, you know, you get that, you, where you have your p- favorite pair of jeans and your favorite pair of leggings. And you get that hole between your thighs, girl. And you be like, oh. And Kim is a seamstress. So if she can't <laughs> fix it, she's only your speaking truth. Bitch, well, I, when I tell her- you, I would go with my pair of jeans and I would sew that fucking hole up. That shit would rub open again. And I would sew it back up. I was like, I'm tired. I'm tired of this shit. We need good quality clothes. <laughs> Get her a pair of Tom Ford jeans immediately. Uh, I'm like, the struggle. <laughs> nah, shout out to Uniqlo because Uniqlo keeps me together and they're affordable boots. So I love Uniqlo. Shout yeah. out to their Uniqlo. They're stretchy je- jeggings. They're my fave. Um, no, bitch, I, I completely agree with you. And I think that I think that what really scared going, like I said, I'm going to reiterate, reiterate, blah, reiterate. I can't say that word. I'm going to go back to, yeah, that word. I'm going to go back to saying again, you know, I feel like us flipping, you know, Georgia like that really woke up there, woke them up and was like, fuck these, 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 you know, these N words are getting smarter, you know, like they're, they're realizing that, oh shit, you know, they're, 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 they're not just focusing on the stupid shit anymore. You know what I'm saying? Not saying stupid, but like the wrong things or like not really sitting down and thinking like, okay, hmm, maybe we should focus on this instead of this, you know, like, like you said, organization, you know, I mean, I think that really scares, you know, it's all about fear in a sense, you know, racism is stemmed right. off of fear. Let's be real. The reason right. why it's like people of color are fucking smart, fucking sexy, fucking talented. Resilient. Fucking resilient. Bitch, I just came back from Puerto Rico. When I tell you the Puerto Ricans are resilient boots, they go through hurricanes and earthquakes every year, bitch. Every year. So I'm like, I I can, I'm just like, we're so powerful. We have so much power and talent to offer. So if we can just hone in on that and focus that energy to the right areas, we are unfucking stoppable And that's really what scares them. You know what I mean? Because why else? Why else? Why else do a fucking coup and fly out to fucking D.C.? You know what I'm saying? When this nigga, you know, talks his bullshit, talking about we need to stick together. Like, because he literally, literally ensued this this, uh, terrorist attack. The president of the United States told these people to fucking go and march and be aggressive and be aggressive the fucking president so now you guys the update is everyone's trying to uh they're trying to implement the 25th amendment they're trying to get him out of office um they're trying Dude, to if, what a what a way to end his presidency <laughs> if he don't fly his ass to some island somewhere and stay there for the rest of his goddamn life I mean, take your McDonald's. Or banning him, though. Like, well, what do you think about the Facebook and Instagram ban against him? Yeah. So, like, what was it? Like yesterday or something? Like, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, they banned him for two weeks. Yeah. Oh, they banned him for two weeks. Oh, okay. They ain't gonna shit. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, they ain't gonna shit. Twitter has temporarily locked his account. I think Wednesday night they temporarily locked his account. Uh huh. Then what happened was they told him he had to delete three of his tweets. I don't know which tweets they were. I don't follow him like that. Okay. Um, but they told him he had to delete three of his tweets. And then that's when he, he came back, he deleted them. And that's when he made that video acknowledging that he was going to concede and that there was going to be a new president gonna, that was going to be inaugurated. I don't know if you saw the video. I didn't, know. It was yesterday afternoon. Okay. So... <laughs> Which I think is fucking hilarious that he had to fucking bend the knee to Twitter and post it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, 
But which he should have uh, did months ago. Let's right. be clear. With that. I don't know what went on today. I was pretty busy. Yeah, me too. Day. I had some stuff going on, so I don't know what he posted that prompted them. Yeah, to, to ban him forever. Ban him forever. Yeah. But there, there are people online saying that big tech was not right to do this. There are liberals and conservatives who are spouting off about this is this is not okay. You know, this sense the censorship of an elected leader of anyone if they can do this to him. I, I think to me the Twitter ban more I feel like Twitter's the wild, wild west of social media. Like it is. You, can, you can post whatever the fuck you yeah. want. Porn. There's no racism. Love, you yeah. know, Twitter. Yeah, um, but I feel like Facebook and Instagram are obviously a little bit more conservative in like what you share. Yeah, they're super um, biased they're, too. Very sensitive there. Mm-hmm. So Mark Zuckerberg electively chose to block him for the next two weeks off of not block him, but while he's president, while he's president, right? And he's gonna undo it. Um, and there, and I, and I think with Twitter, they he's like he broke the rules. He's out. You know. Yeah. And so there are people who are arguing that Mark Zuckerberg having the power to do that sets the precedent for him, sets the precedent for him to be able to do that to other people. Um, if he could do that to like people who you would consider like a leftist extremists who are, you know, important in organizing, um, you know, different political things that happen, you know, um, so I think there's something to be said about that. You know, I mean, what do you think? I think that, well, I mean, I think that's why in the past, I would say few months. Hi, Georgie. <laughs> My cat just came and said hi. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, the past few months that, you know, how big tech has actually been brought into, you know, they were brought down to the government to like talk about how their power is and how if they are a, a um, what's the word? If they're a... Um, what's the word um like like they, a monopoly they, a monopoly thank you mm-hmm. yeah so they were actually uh like like remember how uh facebook was forced to to sell whatsapp because right. they were yeah like and like it's just because they're just getting too much power in that sense social right. media like facebook instagram uh face well facebook owns instagram but facebook google fucking you know tesla like all these big tech companies are they have a lot of power amazon you know like they have lots of fucking power so and it's saying a lot right when twitter can just go and snap their fingers and cancel the president's you mean but it's saying a lot that that a simple tweet from this man can do what it did i think that's what the bigger picture is though i think it's important to 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 see that you know, it's a bit, it was dangerous to have this man just spew his rhetoric because it, it led to that. It led to the coup. It led to the, an, uh, to a actual uh, terrorist attack on the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. when it's a threat to the country. I think that they need to just do whatever they need to do to right. handle it in that sense, because it, be, it was becoming, I mean, babe, we, right. we haven't, we have not seen this happen in America right. ever. And that's, well, I mean, not ever, but like, you know what I mean? Like, this is just like one of those things that just, you just, it just never happens. Like, bitch, are we in the handmaid's tale? You know what I mean? Like, right. are we in the handmaid's tale? Like, I mean, it, it's, it's really one of those things where it was scary. Cause it's like, Whoa, like I literally was chilling watching Mulan and <laughs> like, didn't even realize <laughs> bitch. I was laying in my love sack watching the live action Mulan. Cause I haven't seen it yet. 
And uh, then I was just like, okay, let me just go on, you know, go on Instagram and bitch or go on Facebook, whatever. And bitch, I was like, what is happening? I was just like, what? Girl, all I needed was some popcorn and just watch Mulan and watch my phone. Like, oh, what these white people doing now? Oh, you know, what these racist ass terrorists doing now? But I mean, yeah, I, I, um, I do think that big tech is a bit too, I think big tech needs to ha- be handled. Like, you know how I feel about On the it. other hand, though, what other people are saying, the, ar- the other argument is this is not, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are not part of our constitution. He didn't lose his, his, his freedom of speech by getting banned off Twitter. You know, like, well, he, yeah, he wasn't put in but, jail or he can, right? Like, he didn't lose it. No one, I mean, any you just because I feel like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram gives you yeah. a platform, right? Of course, like, it gives, right. it gives everyone something to stand on and say, This is this is how I feel about it, yeah. But they're not actually, they're the private companies, you know, right? What I mean? They're private companies. You can go say whatever you, if he wants to stand outside the street right now, right? Right, if he wanted to make and, his own website. And just right. view his shit on his own website. He can do that. Right. He can completely like. I mean, Perez Hilton is a bu- uh, was a bl- huge blogger. That's what his platform was. But he created it. That was his website. Right. B Scott has their own website that they right. do their own. You know what I mean? So like, room. what's up? The Shade Room. The Shade Room. I mean, well, they use Instagram and all that. But I'm sure they, the they cool, have their own website. Were you with a cold bitchy girl? Yeah, I am. I am. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Uh, but like. I mean that that they have their own platform. So if if Trump really was serious about this, nigga, get your ass off Twitter and, he, and, and open your own website. Supposedly that's his plan. He wants okay. to launch like a news network, his own news oh, network. Oh God, pray for know. us. Good, pray for us, guys. Seriously, if this happens, <laughs> he's gonna like he's the leader of the KKK. You know, I mean, like he's literally like they're on on a on what do you call it? unannounced or unofficial a fucking leader because they listen to everything this nigga says. So anyways, what I, I want to get into the meat and potatoes, which is really what kind of started this, was that when I reached out to Becky and I was like, girl, what the, f- we need to talk about this in the podcast, you know? I was, I'm, I'm a person of color, so is Becky. Personally, when I get racism from white people, I'm like, Meh, because I expect I expect it at this point in my life. I'm 31 years old, gone through many years of racism and microaggressions and things like that. I I literally am like brush it off my shoulder at this point. You know what I'm saying? Right. But when I get it from people of marginalized groups or people that are people of color myself, that's when it really hits home, and that's when it really hurts me. And so when I saw Tank Noodle, a Vietnamese owner, Vietnamese Asian, okay, Asian American, uh owner of Tank Noodle from Chicago, Illinois, fly to D.C. and had a Trump-supporting mask or hat or whatever, make American great again. You know, I, I, I was like, Beck, what the fuck is this? You know, so we did some research. And, like, Becky, what did you find out about, like, the Vietnamese culture and how they apparently support Trump? They well, love well Trump. My, my nail tech is Vietnamese. You met her, Kim. Her name yes. is Kim, remember? Yeah. So I love her. She's the best nail tech ever. Um, but... She, a couple months back, we were talking and she had told me, she's like, yeah, like the Vietnamese people love Trump. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. And there's a language barrier. I mean, you met her. There's a language barrier between me and her. So um, she tried to explain it to me, but I really didn't understand it. So when Kim reached out to me and was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, well, I was like, there's history there. So you know what? I didn't Google it when... 
my nail tech told me about it. I just kind of went about my day. I was like, okay, whatever, you know, but Kim kind of prompted me. So basically, um, I guess the Vietnamese people have always looked up to Trump. You know, they, they love him as an entrepreneur. And I guess 20% of people in Vietnam, Vietnam own their own businesses. So I think to idolize him, it kind of makes sense. Um, but in the political Politico article that I read about that kind of dove into this, basically his, the, what he's, I, I can't, I'm not too super well versed on like foreign trade, but basically Trump's tariffs against China have helped the Vietnamese people export more of their own goods. Mm. Um, and I guess they have sided with him um, on his views on China and how they've kind of got like this predatory, way of like having a monopoly on things Mm. um which again i i I can't i don't i don't really know much about i'm not super well versed in that but so apparently it's helped them grow as Mm. a country and obama also kind of set the tone for that because he lifted the ban that the world had on him had not the that the world had on vietnam to not sell like um firearms to um, and then kind of Trump coming in kind of led to this, like, they love him, you know, mm-hmm. like they, they love him there. Mm-hmm. So um, I was telling Kim, I was like, you know, I kind of feel like that's a complicated subject just because they're, they're Vietnamese. We don't know if these owners are, if they were born in the U.S., if they're first generation, um, you know, people. I, I, I would say it's safe to guess that they're first generation. So I, maybe they have ties back home in Vietnam, you know, and maybe they have family members that have gained success um, from, you know, the, the, the tariffs that were imposed on China. Mm-hmm. And I also think, and I told Kim, you know, uh, what's happened here in Chicago with this pandemic, um, our elected leadership in this city have been very strict on, COVID restrictions. And I believe that tank noodle is not set up for any kind of like outdoor dining. So I'm sure their business has tanked literally tank noodle, you know, like I'm sure their business is plummeted, plummeted, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, throughout the pandemic. It has, I mean, I don't know about you, but pho is not really something, pho is not really something you can kind of get for takeout. You kind of have to eat it fresh. It's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm really not surprised that they felt prey to this rhetoric, you know, uh, I'm, I, it's just really not shocking to me. And how do you as, at, well, at least for me, how do I, how do I chastise someone for believing in this when it kind of makes sense that they do? Does that make sense? Like how oh, do you, yeah. you approach that, you know? It's tough, right? Because it's like, hmm, you know, like everything he's done, or not everything, but like if like like the tariffs, tariffs and things like that has supported their communities. So of course, in a sense, they would support him too, you know. Um, so that that does make sense to me that they would actually support him in that sense. But what I can't fathom is just like the racism, and you know, like that's it's just, true. That too. that to me, it's like, you know, it's like rich people, like people that are rich, right? Like, I mean, Trump was trying to cut taxes on rich people, people that are were wealthy, right? Like right. himself. And even like we have these rich celebrities and things like that that are still saying, fuck you, Trump. You know what I'm saying? You're a piece right. of shit. Like, it's like, 
we, you ha- you, you kind of have to make a stand too. It's like, I understand that it's like, right. yeah, you know, my business is booming or my business is, you're supporting my business. But at the same time, it's like, it's, it's tough, girl. It's like, it's one of those things. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like, we're all going through it. We're all right, going right. through it. Like I, I've lost money because right. of this pandemic. I have hella people that are too scared to come in and get a service in spite of my own conservative, you know, how I've been in this pandemic. I've hardly been out. I haven't really seen anyone. I'm not really mm-hmm. socializing, you know, um, all the precautions we're taking at the salon. Like I, I get it. It's frustrating, but if people are too scared, um, you know, what else are we supposed to do? And if you, it, now that I'm thinking about it out loud, I'm saying out loud, mm-hmm. you're supporting the someone that could have prevented all this. It didn't have to fucking be this way. How about right. that? How like, about that? How, how, about, how about you punish Trump for not protecting our country in a, yeah. in, in a, to begin with from right. this virus. It didn't have yeah. to fucking be this way he's, at all. And he's never been accountable for the fact no. that we could have avoided this sense. I mean, bitch, when I tell you, like I have, like I told me, you know, I have, I used to live in Australia. So I have friends in Australia. When I tell you they are just kicking it up and living their life, because when it when this shit went down, like they did the proper they did the proper proceed. They actually right. went on a lockdown, and they like so they're they're like good. And that's it's not like there's like no cases, but it's like it's controlled. It's right. not like the wild wild west here in America. I mean, when I tell you, I mean, let's just put it this way, right? When I went to Puerto Rico, right, I had to get a negative test. I had to test negative. Mm-hmm. I'd have proof. 72 hours beforehand, I had to have the physical proof. I had to send it in. I had to get a declaration from, you know, the, de- the Puerto Rican declaration. I had to have a QR code to even leave the airport, right? That's oh, wow. because I did. It was, it was a thing. It was a, you know, it was a thing, you know, and, and you know what? Good on them because they're an island. They're isolated. Right. So that shit gets rampant there. Like they're fucked. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they had to really put those precautions out there. You know, and they knew the holidays were coming. They knew people were trying to vacation. I get it. You know, um, right. But when it came back, we went on our way back to this to the mainland to fucking Chicago. Girl, there was nothing. They're like, "Hey, what's up? Go ahead, your your bags are there. Go ahead, go home." Girl, I mean, there were niggas in the airport with no masks. I was like, "What is this?" You know, and I was like, "All right." At O'Hare, yeah, there were a few. There wasn't a ton, but there was a few. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, on the way back, like we were in the luggage area waiting for our bags. I see these dudes with no way. I'm just like, I'm. And at this point, I'm just like, all right, I just walk away. You know, I'm like, let right. me go away from it. Because you know what? It's just like- You can't argue with stupid. I can't argue, you know? And I'm yeah. blessed with antibodies right now. I had them, you know, right before I left. So I still have them now. So that means I'm, I'm not going to get COVID. But still, still, you right. know? But I mean, I hear what you're saying. And it's, it is one of those things, though. It's like, okay, you know, I get it. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, for example, and I, this is a good, we can segue into this because this is something that happened, I would say like, beginning middle of the quarantine here in Chicago, there were a couple companies or one company, I guess that owns both that was called out and they were actually of Latin of, they were Latin, they're Hispanic. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. It was, so it was Nini's, Nini's Deli, Deli, Nini's right. Deli. Do they, do they also own Chicago native or was that a different company? It, no, that was them too. Um, so, yeah. So like this company street merch, that's just okay perfect so then this company they're latino latinos right they're hispanic owners of this company it's called nini's deli it was like a cuban cute little cuban restaurant 
cafeteria, whatever the, f- I don't know, right? I, I only. It's like a deli, deli, yeah, yeah. lunch, yeah, type right. of uh-huh. But they also launched this sort of, po- it became popular in Chicago called Chicago Native. It was like a branding. They had t-shirts, hoodies, you know, pretty much Chicago pride gear, right? So they came out. And basically when the whole George Floyd thing, you know, when the whole George Floyd movement really became big, they came out and support, and they were very, very, uh, uh, they were very boisterous on how they supported Blue Lives Matter and how they were just like, not about Black Lives Matter and all this stuff, right? It became a controversial thing. And on top of that, it was, not only was it like a racist thing, but it was also a racism problem, but there was also hypocrisy. Yeah, there was a hypocrisy there with homophobia because the owner or the, yeah, the man that was like, he was like this. One of the owners, one of the brothers. One of the brothers. He was super, you know the story, right? So like, what was it? He was, he, he was. He was a huge homophobe. And he right. was like, went on this like homophobic, you know, like outburst too. Right. That had nothing to do with Blue Black Lives Matter. matter. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the other. Right. But then at and the same time, you, wasn't he like gay or wasn't he like also was so let's just tell the listeners we Allegedly. personally know someone who dated <laughs> oh, right. right. That's what happened. <laughs> yes. Who okay. dated this guy? Um we have hoes for friends this out there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our hoe friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not calling out names. You know, shout out to you. You know who you are. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he personally told us about mm-hmm. this guy and how fucking shady he was, how mean he was to him, how toxic it was in the relationship, how things ended was fucked up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, I don't, I actually, when that was happening too, I saw hella firsthand accounts on Instagram by women you know, who were like, this person also made me feel like very sexually threatened. You know, this, this person did this, this person, you know, all these crazy stories, firsthand accounts about what this guy did to just be a creep. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like, listen, I know some people have words to say about cancel culture, Mm-hmm. But I think when you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit, you know? And it's as simple as that. I always think about um, a couple... Do you remember a couple years ago when that one meme page, Girl With No Job, um, it got like... It, it, she she got outed because her mother is an Islamophobe. No. And, dude, this crazy, like, super well-known Islamophobe, like... Really? Just wild. Google it when you get a chance. Okay. So when it was crazy because when all this happened, I was kind of already suspicious of this girl that ran the account because as a person, I I remember I liked her. Like she was really fun to follow and she was, you know, hilarious. I was she runs a meme page, she's got character. But I'll never forget this in 2016, the day of the election, she went on her Instagram story or, or Snapchat story, was one of the two. And she basically posted a picture of herself rolling her eyes and being like, I just can't deal with the internet today. I'm not going to post, which back then I was like, I get it more. She didn't, she didn't offer any context behind it as to why, but I think that the election 2016's election had been such a fucking circus that up until that point, so many of us were so fed up with everything that I was like, all right, girl, do you, you know, Mm -hmm. but 
it was crazy because a couple, probably like a year later, she was, she lives in New York City. Her and her sisters were posting all about this one mayoral candidate that they wanted to support. And I was kind of like, I kind of thought that she wasn't like someone who wanted to post her political views on social media. Thinking back to the day of the election when she was like, I just can't deal with the internet. I'm, I'm not going to participate. So I was kind of like, huh. And then it was, this particular candidate that she was supporting was also a very conservative candidate. So my like red flags start going, I'm like, that's fucking weird. Like why, what is, what's up with this? You know? Whatever, I don't know her, so I didn't care. I didn't bother. I was like, I'm not, you know, you just, like, brush it off. So when she got outed by Taylor Lorenz, who I was telling you about earlier, mm. Taylor Lorenz, I don't know how she did it, but she found out that her mother was this, like, huge Islamophobe. And she, Girl With No Job got, like, canceled. Mm. She lost all her sponsorships. She had started a morning talk show on like um, Facebook that mm. it was like through a Verizon like sponsored okay. like media company. Right, Verizon dropped her. Like her agents dropped her. Like everyone said, "Fuck you," you know. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I didn't feel any remorse. And I remember talking about this with one of my coworkers because also too, what happened was Perez Hilton dug into her Twitter and dug up all these fucking problematic ass tweets that she had against Muslims. And so I was kind of like, yo, fuck her. I fucking knew it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. fuck that shit. Like she's a fucking piece of shit. Like when you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) I I don't even like, I I hate that I'm even talking about her because I don't like Mm. to give people like that power. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, Fast forward, there's this other person I follow. Um, her name's uh, La- Lara Pia Barancini. She's the creative director of that um, that brand called LPA. LPA. So it's with Revolve. It's like one of it's a Revolve. Okay, brand. Revolve. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, a couple years ago, she came under fire um, because she had partnered with Lena Dunham, and I don't know if you remember those T-shirts. It was like this whole big old thing. Again, if you Google it, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Lena Dunham, let, create, who, mind you, I can't stand Lena Dunham. I, I know. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of me, but whatever. Right. Um, so anyways, she created these t-shirts and it was supposed to be like a body positive thing. Were they like the titties? No, I forgot what they even said, but like basically the message came out completely wrong it actually, I, I, from what I remember, it looked like they were actually glorifying, like, being thin uh-huh. and fit. And to, to top it all off, the line only goes up to, like, extra large. So people were like, are you fucking kidding me? And, like, so anyway, <sighs> mind you, so the creative director, I love her, dude. Like, she is such an authentic soul, She's so smart. She's put me on to so many things. Like she's, she makes you think she has really good content. She's just very transparent. She's a little bit of an overshare, but I think that's what makes her so authentic is she's willing to share like everything about her life, you know? So when that happened, I remember feeling so sorry for her because so many, so many of her followers were like, fuck you, you're Mm. canceled, came after her with pitchforks, right? Which I was very like, listen, I know what she did. I, I'm not, 
I know in my heart of hearts that she had nothing to do with that, that there had to have been some kind of miscommunication. And sure enough, she came out with this big statement and explained what happened. And basically what she was presented and how it turned out were two entirely different things. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I take accountability for it. I should have been more on top of this. I shouldn't, you know, there are just some things when it comes to business that you just can't let other people handle. And I learned yeah. that the hard way, you know, which yeah. is true. You know, it's very, very true. Like you have to oversee if, if something has your name on it, you have to oversee every single detail along the way with whatever project you're trying to launch. So anyways, I, and she still talks about that because she has problems with cancel count, cancel culture because mm-hmm. of, that situation that she was in. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like your real followers who really fuck with you aren't, they're going to fucking ride with you. You know what I mean? And I feel like if there is any, if there's, if there's any, if there's ever any room for interpretations, the, the people that know what's up and know what you're really about are going to stick with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't feel bad for businesses like Nini's Deli because we know firsthand they're shitty people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm-hmm. how we treated our friend in the relationship that they right. were together was like right. appalling, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he's not a nice person. He's not a good person. He's not an authentic person. Right. And I think that's to me the lesson in cult in cancel culture is you pay more being inauthentic and not being true to yourself and being closed-minded than you know. I don't know. You just, you end up paying for it. It's not worth it, you know, Mm -hmm. to be so narrow minded and, you know, just like with girl with no job, like I get it. That's your mom, but like, girl, you know, you've got to take accountability for your past mistakes. And I, I also feel like you can't hide when you're in the, when you're, no. figure, there's no, yeah. hiding it, you know, you can't I mean? hide like, it. Mm-mm. And the people that are, that know and follow you are going to see that like me withdraw. Like I knew like when all that happened, I was like, dude, I should have fucking known. I should have fucking mm-hmm. seen it when she had nothing to say about the 2016 election, but she yeah. had everything to say about this fucking may this, this person she wanted to, you know, nominate, like nominate, not, not, but endorse for mayor right. of New York city you know, and I don't know. I just, I feel like the, your people are going to follow you no matter what, but there's also a certain line that you have to draw. You right. Know? Right. And people's uh, silence says a lot too. It's like, you know, when, when everyone else, you know, when, you know, everybody was being real, like a bunch of companies were coming out and, and like stating on their websites and their emails, we support Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, you know, they were putting it on their windows, things like that, which again, that's kind of a bit problematic too, because it's like, that's just kind of like, if do they really feel that way or not? But the companies that weren't saying shit, that were very quiet, oh, that said even more, you know what I mean? That said even more, you know? So I think that's saying a lot when it comes to um, like, you know, like, I mean, it, it get, but the thing is cancel culture goes... I don't know. I think that's a case by case basis. I really do. Because like you said, like that scenario is not the same of Kanye. It's not the same of, you know, Sabrina Claudia, Claudio, which she, she's a singer. Yeah. That, um, it's, yeah, she's I loved her music, but she came out on Twitter because apparently she was like talking shit about black people and shit on Twitter. And that shit came out, too. Yeah, girl, I'm telling you, like everybody, you know, it's like and then. That right there, I was like, man, you know what I'm saying? I really fuck with her music, but this bitch, you know, she came out, she apologized. Oh, I'm sorry, da, da, da. But then it's like, mm, but do you really, I mean, like, 
when you're you really shit sorry? like that and you feel that right. way, it's like, can I really support you anymore? Mm, you know what I'm saying? So like, it depends. I feel like that's a case by case basis. So, which is, it's tough. But you know, one yeah. thing's for sure is that it's fuck President Cheeto forever in this house. Right. Fuck him forever. And we don't stand. So are you going to eat a tank noodle or no? I never did in the first place, bitch. (laughs) Girl, bye. (laughs) Oh, please. When I I tell you there were too many white people there for my comfort, I was serious. I never went there. I never, Uh I never, I never, yeah, no. So how do you feel? Do you feel like now that you know about the Vietnamese relationship with Trump, like, do you feel like they should still be canceled? I mean, I can't, like, I'm not going to go up to every Vietnamese person I see and be like, fuck you, motherfucker. You support No, no, no. no, 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 no. It's like, I can't even. I'm not talking about Vietnamese. (laughs) Don't cancel a whole fucking I know. It's like, wait, what? No, I'm talking about the owners of fucking Tank. Oh, I mean, I can't, I can't support them if they went and Mm -hmm. went down to D.C. That was a coup. That was an organized plan. They organized that. They wanted, you know what I'm saying? They can bullshit all they want, but there's receipts to that, you know? Fuck them. No, fuck them forever in that sense. Uh, it's like the same with like, I don't, I can't understand that. You know, we were, we were talking about the Vietnamese, but then there's also this like group of like Cubans in Florida that support Trump, like whole, like down, support him down. But then it's like, that's, it's kind of similar, right? It's funny because I've been thinking about the Cubans in Florida that voted for him because what happened on Wednesday is exactly what they didn't want to happen, but it was from people on their own, on their own side. You uh-huh. know what I mean? That uh-huh. been and try to destroy democracy. Right, you right, know? right, like, right, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the hypocrisy is, right. You know, I mean, come on, it's just, it's tangible. You can even fucking t- touch it at this point because, you know, I mean, there, this is like awful, but there was like women, there was like a woman, I guess, that went there to, pro, uh, to you know, during that terrorist attack, the protest, aka terrorist attack, and she had this like sign that said, don't tread on me. The bitch died from being trampled. I mean, you know what that you know what that means, right? The "Don't Tread on Me" flag, isn't it like okay? No, no it has it has like, something to do um, with gun rights and like oh well, good night. Yeah, like no. there that flag I think came about. I can't. I don't know if it's. I think it was during the Civil War. I that should get like Rick a, Dog in here because he's a history buff. Like he knows, he loves. Yeah, history. he'll. I don't know. know. I don't know I history think, like I'm that. Pretty sure it was like the, it was like. Um, like confederate propaganda mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it has to do with like gun arm like arm and now armor. like yeah like okay. the everyone that has like a hard on for what's the amendment for guns, the guns? And, uh, nra or no no, no oh, the, the right the bear to right arm the bear yeah, to right the right to bear arms the right to bear arms that's the fifth amendment and that's the second amendment oh girl we gonna we gonna fail history class yeah, Ooh, are we gonna <laughs> fail uh, <laughs> i'm like oh we don't know bitch it's been and plus i haven't been in high school i haven't been in, so in grade school and high school since how many years decades let me look it up okay i don't know i don't know these things but whatever yeah. <laughs> it don't uh, matter but but she, the, the hypocrisy the this just like i there was this other woman apparently that went down there to protest too she died uh she was like a ashley uh, babbitt was that the woman she died and they were saying like I, there was like this whole thread the thread about whether or not she deserved it or not because she um you know went there down there and they were oh, like when i got shot yeah, yeah, because there was oh, like there actually, was like four mur- there was four. So what was it? There was, there was four people that died, and I know the first one that died was Ashley Babbitt. She's the one that got shot when she she went into the Capitol building, and she was like one of the first people to get in. Okay, and someone one of the members of the Capitol Police shot shot at the people coming in, and 
I guess it shot her in like her shoulder. Uh huh. And that's how she died. And that's yeah. how she died. Yeah, because mm-hmm. this is like this is the uh the, from Yahoo News. They said four dead, fifty two arrested, and fourteen police officers injured. That was yeah. um what was posted at Yahoo News. Um, yeah. So basically, this was like the morning after that they reported it. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, I wasn't there. My people weren't there. So we were, I was watching Mulan on my couch. What was that? There wasn't like counter, thank God there wasn't counter protests. Oh, for sure. Bitch, wait a minute. I sent this to, I sent this to Christian. Did you see the fucking taqueria guy that was fucking selling tacos at the fucking Trump like protest? Or the the hot dog guy. No, there was a dude with, he had a car. He was selling fucking, I thought it was tacos. Mexican dude. It was a Spanish dude. I saw a guy selling hot dogs. He was like a Hispanic guy. I think he was like selling like Venezuelan hot dog. Oh, girl, it don't matter. The hustle. The hustle. You cannot the hustle. He said, oh, this is a this is an opportunity to make some money, bitch. When I tell you, I cracked up. I said this to Christian. I was like, yo, yo, people, though. Like, they can't stop. He's like, hey, yo, we got to make some and money. And you know, like, there were some Caucasians there who didn't get eat their breakfast. Oh, they bought they food from him. They by and they're probably like, damn, that shit smells good. Oh, 100%. Like, oh, 100%. He got some coin that day, girl. He got his, he made some good money that day. Because you know what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, your girl doesn't like, look, like, when, when I didn't have it, I don't know if you listened to the last episode of my podcast, but when I was, I did this whole story about when we were in line, bitch, we were trying to get some food. To go fly back home, we had like a f- almost five hour flight. And bitch, when I tell you we there was only a Domino's and a Starbucks open because uh on Sunday the um the government like there was a total shutdown and like so there was no businesses open. But tell me why there was Puerto only- Rico? Mm-hmm, yeah, San Juan. Uh-huh. So like there was only like fucking Taco Bells and all these like chains are open, but they they're like but they made all the small businesses closed. So it was bullshit. So we went to the airport. We didn't eat shit. And then we were fucking at the airport starving. And bitch, I don't even fuck with Domino's like that. But bitch, I was like, my mouth was watering just to give me a motherfucking Domino's. I was like, oh, please, let me get a piece of pizza before I get in this flight. So I don't not, when I tell you that motherfucker made coin, he made money that day. And I- just been going back to like, do we cancel him? No. Selling at no. He wasn't there. He was working, girl. I don't cancel him. I don't okay. care. That nigga was that nigga always works there. He just, you know, he was like, oh, okay. That's his corner, bitch. That's his corner. Okay. <laughs> this tank noodle motherfucker flew, got on a flight. No, you're right. No, you're right. You're flew right. to the capital, bitch. It wasn't like this Airbnb, was a protest. Girl, got he got himself an, a cute ass Airbnb with a fucking roof open, a fucking fireplace. And he said, I'm gonna go down to the Capitol and start some shit. And you know what? I'm, you're canceled in my book. So. Bye. Bye. Good riddance. So you could go. They could go set up him and the fucking gentrifying tattoo shop from Milwaukee oh, Avenue. Y'all can go to the suburbs. No, set up your shop yeah. over there. Just not because that's where Kim lives. Shut up, bitch. I'm gonna have to have Ricky fucking block this shit out. Let me tell me where I live. I'm sorry. <laughs> so here's her address, y'all. So her address. She, she made me save it the other day to my concert. I'm literally going to have to have him take this out. You fucking bitch. <laughs> so Becky lives on, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put your address. Her phone number. In this shit. Her, her phone, phone number <laughs> is, you know, I'm going to put all your fucking government. I'm going to get, social security number is, <laughs> bitch. 
Anyways, guys, I think we've talked enough because I feel like we've kind of hit all the really important parts because this is just such a such an important conversation to have. And let me here. share that that um Instagram page so if people want to go see it because it's really interesting. Which one? I think which, should, which one? The one that I was telling you where the guy um he saved. Hold on. We'll put in the show notes, girl. Oh, okay. It's we'll called the show notes. James Goes Places. And okay. it's in it's in his story 1621. It's really okay. interesting to see. Um, and I think that it's really important that people go see it because it's a firsthand account that's not from the news. Mm. Um, that's not like if he was just there to take photos and take and Okay, I'm down, I'm actually down to see it myself. I'll put it mm-hmm. in the show notes that if they wanted to see that they can check it out. Cause I'm it's almost like did you, did you watch Borat yet? The second Borat? No, I didn't. All right, Becky. Well, I'm gonna need you <laughs> to do some homework. I'm watching 90 Day Fiance. Okay. Which you like? Now you're like obsessed. So now I'm I got. Fan. I told this bitch to watch 90 Day Fiance, and now she's fucking obsessed with 90 Day Fiance. She's been like literally watching it <laughs> every day. She's got her grandma hooked. She got her sister hooked. I'm no, done. my sister was already hooked. Oh, she was already hooked. Yeah, okay. she was already hooked. So she. Have you watched 90 Days Fiance the other way yet, or no? No, not yet. Fuck. Oh, no, see, I'm. I, I'm I'm st- I'm not like I haven't watched 90 Day Fiance the regular I'm not really caught up with that franchise yet of that part of the franchise. I've watched the other way part first and that one girl it's cuz the literally it's the opposite. They have to go to these pay- go to their people their partners countries. It's really? a it's a mess, bitch. It is a mess. It's messy boots. It's like literally Americans in Ethiopia, in fucking Philippines. Like I mean Getting the culture, bitch. It's so good. So good. So, like... So, was, so the, I didn't know that. But the first three seasons, even, like, the first four... No, no, no. The first three seasons of... I was very impressed because I felt like there were actually couples, like, in actual love. Yeah. Which was cute, you know? Yeah. And now I'm seeing it in season four that they're like, all right, let's get fucking messy with this shit. And I'm messy, like... Messy, bitch. I'm a little nostalgic for the love, you know? For, like, it the com- real You know what, though? It, it's I feel like some couples even in like the other like they're genuine like they actually do fuck right. with each other because there's no fucking way the amount of drama these bitches go through there's no they have to love these niggas they have yeah. to it gets better bitch we, we're not gonna get into it because we'll be here all night and this episode wasn't about any of the fiance maybe we'll do a we'll do a episode me and Becky if if, if you guys want to hear this so Becky this is her second time on the show if you guys want to listen to more of Becky because she's amazing and she's awesome and she's funny we did a recap cap for I May Destroy You and that was I think it was episode three but it's it's the episode if it's on my podcast it's called I May I May Destroy That Ass and uh it's featuring Becky Travel Beck Bectacular here so go go back and listen to that episode if you guys like the show I May Destroy You on HBO Max uh definitely listen to our recapping of the show It it was a good time it was fun so maybe we'll do that for we're definitely gonna do it for Handmaid's Tale bitch because season what four is it four or five season, coming out? I think it's season five. Is it five now? Out. Okay. Me and Becky stand for Handmaid's Tale. We cannot wait for the next season to come out. So fully expect us to talk about that in an episode coming up too. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to have Becky on mo- numbers. I actually gave Ask her a list. if you want to dive into like a, uh, a, a full review of like a season of 90 Day Fiance. 
Bitch. Like getting into like the cultural aspects of things, the immig- like the immig- the immigrant story, what they have to sacrifice. I know here it's so you know? much. It's like, so it's- <laughs> much. You know that Jaden. I don't want to like steal it because Jaden XC did do that. They actually do the. They did. Uh, oh yeah, they, they do. Heard, yeah, they I do their recaps. Yeah. Jaden XC. Shout out to Jaden XC. It's another podcast. Like they do it and they do it so well. It's really really good. But you need to listen to them because they're really funny. <laughs> I do. Show. I do. Okay. They did. Now that I now that I've seen some of these shows, like yeah. I'm go back and like listen to you'll crack up, you'll die laughing. It's <laughs> so good, it's so damn good. But yeah, guys, thank you, Becky, so much for joining us in that aspect. Because seriously, who I don't know of another person I would have chose better to talk about this to talk about all this with because she's amazing, she's funny, and she's gonna be back again numerous times because I I actually had I gave her like a list of like topics that I wanted to do podcasts with, and I'm like, all right, bitch, what do you want to do next? So she'll be back soon. Um, but let's go ahead and like move on to the quote of the day. Uh, because I do have a cute little quote for you guys, and yeah, here it is. Um, it's you must not lose faith in humanity. Humanity is like an ocean. If a few drops of the ocean are dirty, the ocean does not become dirty. And that is by Gandhi. So we cannot lose faith, guys. This is the beginning. I know we started 2021 on some bullshit with this. Mind you, let's focus on the positive with Georgia being blue now. The Senate is now, you know, blue in that sense. So like now we actually can possibly make some changes, do some work. Like now Biden has support, the, the Biden administration. So let's all try to support the Biden administration in any way we can. Let's Keep actually do our stay homework. engaged in politics. Yes, stay I was about to say, stay, let's do our homework, guys. Let's actually pay attention to what's going on. I know it's boring bitch shit for sure, like, but we need to do it because seriously, this is how this motherfucking Cheeto became president. Our lives are at stake if we don't pay attention. We need to pay attention, guys. We need to pay. And and this time it seems like we do have someone in office that does give a shit about what's going on and wants to actually help people. Like, Like, we have Kamala there. We have him. We have his... The, his like crew of like strong minded like did you hear his like his cabinet is full of these strong uh, mixed like black women Indian women white you know he's got a night but he's all surrounded by these really powerful women like I don't know I have I'm I'm very optimistic I'm very optimistic about the Biden administration and what they can do for us so I'm really praying that they do vote right. in the midterm elections, guys. Yes. Vote in the motherfucking midterm elections. Whenever they happen, I don't have a date. Right. But just, just don't stay aware. Lose. Yeah. And stay lose, aware. vote in your local elections. Yeah. Sit in on a fucking local, um, you know, town hall in your city or your town. Yeah. It's easier than ever now with because of COVID. You right. Know, Everything's probably virtual you can now. Do it from sure. your COVID, you can do it from home. Right. You don't have right. to go out anywhere. Like yeah. stay engaged on a local, state, and federal level. Mm-hmm. Shop black and brown businesses. Yes. Patronize them. Black and brown artists. Yes. Stop telling people they're too expensive because they're yes. not. Yes. Oh my God, guys. Yes. So important. I mean, like, if you like really think about where your dollar is going, like think about that Starbucks you're buying every day. You know what I'm saying? Like if that money can go to a smaller, like little bit, because honestly, guys, we watched here in Chicago, there's a whole list of restaurants and businesses that have closed down and are not reopening because of this 
pandemic. And you guys, the economy is in a shithole. When I tell you that we are going to hit a recession soon, we are going to. Like, we're not doing good. I just saw, actually, um, do you, Becky, do you get um, the, the NPR station's WBEZ news? Do you get their emails? No, I don't. I'm not. Hey, Becky, I feel like you would actually stand because I like I love I just, the radio station. I like, you will I stand. Yeah, I get their emails. I think they email like t- couple to three times, two times a week or so. It just depends. Um, but they literally just posted that. Um, let me see. It said the U.S. economy continues to bleed jobs, a sign that the recovery is fa- the the recovery is falling apart, and the economy shed. Four, 1,400 jobs in December. So there, so it's just the first monthly decline since the spring's massive layoff. So you guys, the, oh, and then the un- unemployment rate last month was, it, it remained unchanged. So it's still at 6.7%. Um, I know me personally, you know, I was one of that percentage because I was unemployed. I just got a badass job in the cannabis industry. So I'm really excited Yay! about that. Yay! Shout out to me. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. And I learned, I, bitch, I learned so much about cannabis already. I'm super excited. Um, but the jobs, like my, my, not only that, like my own little brother lost his job due to COVID, you know? So, and he was a, he had a union job. So now it's like, I got a job and now he lost, you know? So it's just, it's tough guys. So we really got to stay focused. Support each other. Support each other. Like you, like Becky said, you have friends that are doing business, like that have their small businesses, support them, pay them, like buy, like support them. Like, and don't, like she said, don't say it's too much. Don't complain, you know, cause you're buying all this shit on Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really do stress if you guys really could try before you go and go on Amazon and just click that prime button or whatever the fuck do the research find that product maybe from the actual company's website support them directly because i'm sorry i just can't anymore with amazon like they are just i don't know that's how that's how i feel but if, if you could just please support the small businesses that would be great and, and have hard conversations with your caucasian friends oh yeah about like, their white fragility Let's have the hard conversations, guys, because I think it's I think we're past the point where we could just tiptoe around this bullshit again. And I know, you know, somebody that's like problematic or you just don't know where they stand. Ask them if you're scared to ask them. That's probably a a little red flag right there. You know what I mean? Like if you have somebody that you're like, I don't really know if I want to talk to this person about it. That's probably what you should talk to them about it because it probably needs to happen. You know what I mean? Like. And I have, Becky has people like that in her life. I do, you know what I'm saying? You know, she's coworkers, you know, friends, family. I do. I, you know, and it's like, this is to the point now where it's, it's, you You're can't You're doing be- them a disservice when you unfriend them and you yes. dissolve that friendship. Yes. Let them, if, they, if they're so inclined, let them dissolve the friendship. Right. Not yourself. There is. They gotta, they're gonna fucking hear it. They're gonna. They're fucking gonna hear, hear it regardless. They're gonna hear. It. I actually so, have this girl that I went to college with. Bitch, when I tell you she is batshit crazy, when I tell you she she is like the super hippie. I mean, doesn't work. She doesn't believe in masks. She thinks that this COVID thing is a whole conspiracy. And I'm still friends with her on Facebook. And I like. I really want to ask her to be on the show. I really want to ask her to be on a show because I want to sit down with her and I want, would you guys like to hear from this bitch? Cause like when I tell you she's lost her goddamn mind and I just want to sit down. It's like, it's like, I want to sit down and just let her talk her craziness. I really do. And I, and then mind you, I haven't spoken to her in years, but I'm still friends with her on Facebook and I follow her on Twitter and she's nuts. 
she's lost her goddamn mind and I really want to bring her on the show. So if you guys want to hear from her, shout, let me know. I'm not going to say her name yet because she, I haven't asked her, but I really want her to come on the show because I just can't, I want to sit down and, and try to see what, where her crazy where she's comes from. from. Where does yeah. it come from? Where does this crazy and I think that's from? the I think that's the biggest thing when you're approaching these conversations. I, I say invite them in. Ask yeah. questions, you know, and be like, why? How? How? Because you know? it's funny when that happens, they always answer, at least in my experience. Right. They figure out themselves. You see it happen. Oh, shit, I'm full of shit. Right. You know that's I mean? yeah. like, that's where I want to like, I want to <laughs> know if it's some like, Scientology, Nexium level craziness. Like, I want to know if it's like some like cult shit. Like, I'm just like, what? It, what is your brain coming from? Like, anyways, I I will. I want to. I want to. That's like my goal for 2020. Is I want to like. I don't want to give her a platform for her bullshit, but because I know most of my obviously my listeners, you guys are awesome, and you guys aren't here for this crazy bullshit. You know what I'm saying? If you're listening to me, but you're not really here day, for that. We have to. I feel like. You, you have to sit down and li- just like we want them to sit down and listen to us. Mm-hmm. You at least have to give them that chance. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, okay, well say what you got to say. Let's hear it. You know, yeah. go off. I <laughs> really want to, I really want, cause she's nuts. And when I tell you, she posts like several times a day, just crazy, crazy shit. Like, I'm just like, girl, you have lost your fucking mind. Lost it. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, if and as always, guys, if you haven't, please reach out. Uh, please comment and subscribe. And yeah, leave a little comment on Apple Podcasts. It really goes a long way. I really appreciate it. If you rate and subscribe and you leave a comment, that really helps me out. Um, and yeah, just show support for me. Um, Please continue to stay tuned on that giveaway on my Instagram. That's happening very, very soon. I just wanted to like take a little like I want to set up a cute little photo like booth such section and take like professional photos of like the products and things. Like I'm that's kind of why I'm waiting. But your girl hasn't got it together yet. So sorry, you'll get there. Right. And it's free shit that I'm giving out to y'all. So be patient with me. Okay. Um, but yeah, reach out to that. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter. Uh, Bectacular here also has an Instagram and she has her. Fo- Did you want to shout out your pages as well? Or your anything that you want to like promote? You can follow me on Baxter Lexter at Instagram. And yeah, that's it. I post. Yeah. I think I'm kind of fun on there. She is. She's yeah. like, you guys, Becky's so fucking fun. She's like, Hilarious. Sorry I didn't wear any makeup today, by the way. She didn't get dressed up for y'all, though. <laughs> what the fuck? Usually this bitch beats her face down. But you know what, guys? No. If she did that, we would have never gotten to this episode. Yeah. Like, seriously, <laughs> she would still be beating her face right now. She'd still... I went to Vegas with this bitch, okay? <laughs> I know. This bitch takes hours to do her makeup and shit. But I appreciate you, Becky, for coming on. Of course. Um, thanks for having me. Love you down. She's one of my besties. Thank I love you. her so much. Um, and yeah, as always, guys, just, you know, reach out to me. You know, I'm here. You know, if you need any advice or any talks about things, um, I had one of, I had a listener like reach out to me about stocks and cannabis stocks and things like that. So I'm not a professional in that sense. I just give my opinion, just, you know, whatever. But I do think that cannabis is going to go up. So if you do want to get into cannabis stocks, that's a probably a smart thing to do. Um, but yeah, just, you know, reach out to me, your girl. And I appreciate you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you guys next week. Say bye, Becky. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.
Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. <laughs> well, shoot the damn dog. <laughs>